What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Yo, what up? We are back with another episode of You Can't Guard Me. I want to just say shout out to all the casuals and the casualettes out there. Uh, thanks for, you know, thanks for, you know, listening in and uh, supporting me. I really appreciate it. Uh, the more you guys listen, the, the more feedback you guys give me. Uh, the better job I can do on my end. Remember, I tape all the way through. I don't edit, cut, delete. I don't really do any of that stuff. So if I make a mistake, don't kill me. Sorry. All right. So we're going to hop right into it. So as we all know, since Monday morning slash Sunday night, uh, Beeline is now coaching for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um who Michigan was when Beeline first got there uh, is very different than the one that Beeline has left. Two different programs at two different states with two different bars. Um, So you have to hire as such. Was Michigan even a top 40, top 35 program 12 years ago? No. In my opinion, no. Missing 12, what was it, 12 tourneys in a row or something like that. Um, Not really getting close to a conference title. Now that's the norm. Competing for a national championship, competing for a Big Ten championship. That's the norm. So, had someone try to tell me that Michigan wasn't a a top 10 uh, program right now. I said, name 10. He didn't respond to me. <laughs> so, you know, I said the non-arguables, you guys are going to hate me, but Michigan State is ahead of Michigan. You guys got to kind of admit that. And it's not because of the wins this year. Um, even if Michigan had won 3-0, Michigan State would still be higher up, in my opinion, due to the amount of Final Fours and the postseason success that um, Izzo has had. So the non-negotiables are Michigan State, Kentucky, Kansas, UNC, uh, Duke. Did I say Kentucky? Villanova. Villanova. I think there's 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 six ahead. Like non, you can't argue it. You can't argue it. Michigan State, Villanova, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina. You can't argue those six. After that, um, may try to argue Gonzaga. Uh, they, I mean, they win their conference every year, but who are they playing against? I mean, Master of Michigan played against the GLIAC 
every single year. I mean, come on. Uh, and then because they sleep from December to mid-March, they get a really high seed. So they're playing a 15 or 16 seed. Then they're playing a like a 9 or a 10 seed. Then they're in the Sweet 16. Hey, congrats. Then they just... Then they lose either that or the Elite Eight. They have one run to the Final Four in those, what, 20 years. So, Gonzaga, eh, I don't think so. One dude tried to, try to tell me Indiana. Like, all right, man, with your doo-doo program. Y'all trash. Didn't Indiana get housed at their place? Was that the game where Michigan was beating Indiana, like, 20-0? to <laughs> In Bloomington? Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here, man. Um, top 10 programs, so you have to hire as such. Beeline was a great hire back then because you could take that chance. Like, what are you going to do? You know, not make the tournament? <laughs> okay, okay, that's what we've been doing. So you were allowed to go out there and, you know, get a guy that was, uh, you know, not necessarily... Not necessarily elite at the time, but someone who, but someone who carried themselves the right way, showed that they've made a run. Um, I think they went to the Elite Eight. They were beating Louisville by a lot, and then Louisville came back on them. But a team and a coach that has succeeded everywhere that he's gone. So that was a great hire back then, elite hire back then. Moving forward, you're not going to hire a, a, a guy like that, unfortunately. You're not going to hire a guy like that. You're going to need you have to hire someone like you are a top 10 program. You're not going to go out here and just hire anybody just because. Um, they've got to they've got to show that they've won. They got to show that, that, you know, they can recruit and and they can challenge for a conference and a national title. Um, year in and year out, and that's just been their pedigree this entire time. Um, I'm going to get into the coaches, by the way. I'm going to get into the coaches and who people are talking about and you know what people are looking for. I'm going to get into it. I just want to make, a, make um, a quick comment about the NBA draft rules. Um, it's ruining, like it's killing, it's killing colleges right now. Like, yes, it's for the kids, 100% it's for the kids, but you are handcuffing a lot of programs. Um, when the season ends, your staff is looking at what's next. Your staff pretty much knows what's, you know, in the past. Okay, this is our group. This is how we're going to attack this and this and this. Exit interviews. Hey, we're going to hey work on this over the next month, month, month and a half. I'll see you in June. Great. New recruits come in. You know your team. That is your team. And then, boom, you're done. New draft rules are screwing with that. So guys can return, and they and they said that the school has to take them back. So guys can return as long as you were accepted to the combine and you go undrafted, you are allowed to return to school. Um, right now, I saw something. I don't think he'll do it, but Zion Williamson can return to Duke. Uh, he can return to Duke, and he can play for Duke next year because 
Maybe he doesn't want to play for the Pelicans. Or maybe he just takes a year off. Uh, he has that option. Um, the new NBA draft, they were fine the way they were. They were 100% fine the way they were. I know you're trying to protect you're trying to protect the players who who may have made a bad choice, a bad decision, but you know, these are grown men at the same time. You know, they have to live with it. They need to have the right people around them. Um it, it just it sucks that, you know, they went that far like after, you know, after the draft, you're that's late June. That's when freshmen arrive. Like it just it puts everything in it's just a big cluster. So I do believe that's one of the reasons why Beeline left cuz he didn't want to be dictated by anyone. He didn't want to be dictated by anyone. He is a super control guy. Last thing he wants is someone to tell him how to run his program. That is the last that is the last thing he wants. All right. Off my soapbox, let's get into these coaches. So Beeline is gone. What we're going to miss about Beeline is his presence on and off the court. Um, He epitomized everything that you would want a quote-unquote Michigan man to be. Um, uh, It's a tough loss. It's a tough loss for plenty of reasons. Uh, The way he carried himself. The way he conducted himself when it came to recruiting, the way he conducted himself during basketball games. I mean, he got like four or five texts total. Two were from one game this past year. Um, you're not going to find another beeline, so don't look for him. <laughs> Simple as that. Find someone else who's great in their own right. It was a great era, but Michigan has to move on. Um someone to just carry that torch um, moving forward. All right, let's get into some names. Jay Wright, Villanova, not going to happen. Next. Mark Few, Gonzaga, also not going to happen. These two guys have it made right now, especially Mark Few. You get to just hang out for three months. He could go fishing without practice. He would still win the conference. His team would win the conference without a coaching staff. That's how good they are. That is a good, good team. Um, But he's chilling. He's not dealing with anything. He plays two or three hard games between November and mid-March. And then things get real for him, and that's why you always see them get bounced. Uh, Brad Stevens, um, also probably not going to happen. Um, but, uh, I'm going to go into why he's been so lauded as a basketball coach, um, and why whoever is able to be coached by him, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, he you know, he's one of the best coaches I've seen. I've admired him since you know 2009, 2010. Just his style of play was amazing. I loved it. But more than that, I mean, he never finished worse than third in the conference. 
He had back-to-back natties. Butler, like this is Butler, right? They had, what, two NBA guys? And he went out and got those NBA guys. Like, he had to find some gems. Like, he had to work on the recruiting trail. He couldn't really recruit at a high level. He had to get his guys. And he got his guys. Um, one half-court shot away from beating Duke in the national championship. If, you, uh, if you've seen that shot, you know how close that was. I mean, we're talking about one inch either way, and it's probably a different story. Um, when he went to Boston, he missed the playoffs the first year. After that, uh, he's been in the playoffs every single year. Um, lost in the conference twi- in the conference finals twice back to back to LeBron James, and and that's been that. Um, really good coach, man. Really good coach. Uh, probably not gonna get him. Uh, he loves the NBA way too much. Way too much. All right, next on the list is probably Billy Donovan. Um, why I like Billy Donovan is because he won at a football school. Um, if you don't really pay attention, you would think that Billy Donovan was at Florida for eight, nine years. No, he was there for 19 years, 19 years at Florida as the head coach. Seven of those years he finished, um, he finished, uh, going to the elite eight or better. Um, that's a really good accomplishment. (laughs) That is really, really good. Like, like quick math was, what's that, like 40%? Somewhere around there, 40-ish? What was that, 7 divided by 19? 36, okay. 36 points, so 37% of his years, (laughs) he got to the postseason, and went to the Elite Eight or better. Uh, two national championships. He had a stacked squad. Stacked. All of them basically first round draft picks. And they all came back to school. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> yo. Yo. Compare the yo. Imagine Trey Burt, Nick Stauskas, Tim Hardaway, Glenn Robinson, uh, Mitch McGarry, Karis, Jordan Morgan, and all those guys. Spike. Imagine them beating Louisville in the national championship, and they all had a press conference and said, we're not ready. We're coming back for a second year. Do you know who won the national championship in 2014? Kevin Ollie's doo-doo UConn squad. What's Kevin Ollie doing right now? <laughs> Yo. Oh, my. Well, well they were, what, a, like a six or a seven seed? And they won the national championship? Oh, my gosh, man. That's so, so he had a stacked squad, and they came back to play for him. Um, that tells you a little bit about who he is as well, too. So this is this is where you know the natties are cool, the elite eights are cool and all that, but if you dig a little bit deeper, 
Um, he had only three of the 19 years he won less than 20 games. That was his first two games, and it was his last season. His first two seasons and his last season. So he had 16 straight of 20-plus win seasons. Uh, what really kicked him off is in 2010, he had a killer recruiting class. Killer. Um, they were number five in the nation. And he parlayed that into four straight Elite Eights. One of those was a Final Four. Um, those next three classes after that year, none of them were ranked higher than 18, but he plugged with great pieces. Um, and that's why they were so successful in that little segment there. Um, so he knows what it takes. Uh, he's been there. He's done that. He's done it at a football school as well, too, where, you know, football is king. And he won those championships right around where, you know, Tim Tebow and them were winning titles as well. So you know, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. He's a great coach. Uh, still probably going to be tough to get out of uh, OKC. Heard there's some interest there, but to pull the trigger, you know, you know, I just don't think that'll get done in time, unfortunately. Um, next guy's going to be Mike White. So we're going we're gonna to stay on the, on the Florida train here. Um, 20 win seasons every year he's been a head coach except his first year at Louisiana Tech. Um, there were back-to-back down years in Florida. Billy Donovan's last year and Mike White's first year. Uh, and then he was still able to get three top 100 recruits in, which is huge because you're down, you need guys. So he went out and he buzzed his tail he worked. He got guys. He flopped kind of recruiting in 2016. Uh, came back in 2017 with three guys ranked in uh, the top 125. And that resulted in 16 and 17. He went to the Elite Eight. Uh, 17, 18. 17-18, uh, he uh, got the round of 30, 32. But most important in there is that they competed for an SEC title. Uh, they were second in the SEC in the 2016-17 season, and they were third in the 2017-18 season. So you're competing for you know, Elite Eight. You're competing for a national title. Um, you're recruiting well, and you are competing on a conference level at a high level. You know, that's, what, that's what you need. That's what you need right there. Recruit well. Um, compete within your conference at a high level. NCAA is a crapshoot. It is a crapshoot. It's based on matchups. But if you get the right matchups, you gotta take full advantage and you gotta you gotta destroy everyone in your in your path the best as you can. Um Mike White's done that. Uh next guy we're gonna move on to is uh Steve Prom. Uh Steve Prom, he was uh coach of those pesky Murray State teams. Uh Won the regular season every single year there. Uh, so he got an opportunity at Iowa State, rightfully so. The, 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 the thing is, when he got to Iowa State, uh, he was gifted. He was handed a roster of, like, <laughs> one of the best 
one of the best top five, top six guys. Probably a top, he was in like a top five, top ten roster. Uh, he had guys who were going to go on to, you know, play in the, play in the NBA. They were so good. You can read up on this. True story. They were so good. Steve Prom sat down with a bunch of the leaders and was like, hey, look, I'm not here to mess things up. You know, you and Hoiberg, teach me what Hoiberg did, and we're going to run a bunch of that same stuff. I'm not here to ruin your last year together and ruin your experience. Like, that's how that's how good the roster was. <laughs> that's how good they were. Uh, Hoiberg gifted it to him. I think Hoiberg went to the Bulls, left a very good squad to whoever was going to come in there. Um, Steve Prom really didn't parlay that into anything. Uh, recruited like trash. Um, he can, don't get it twisted. He can for sure coach, but he was handed a very good team and didn't do anything really with them. Got to the sweet 16, um, with that group. But I mean, his four recruiting classes there, he was, it was 37th nationally, 56th nationally, 28th nationally, 53 nationally. That's 2016, 17, 18, and 2019 classes. Um, Not good. Not good. Only two top 100 players in four years. One NCAA win um, since being gifted like a superstar lineup that he did nothing with. Went 13 and 18 in year three. I mean, is he a good coach? Yeah. Does he deserve the opportunity to coach at Michigan? Probably not. Um, next, Shaka Smart. Uh, you know, looking at his resume, he, you know, I kind of took a step back. Uh, I knew he was legit and I knew he was a good coach, but, um, I, I'm actually really coming around to him, honestly. Um, I was looking at this probably two days ago. Uh, two days ago, that night, just looking at guys who may come in uh, and uh, I'll go through it here. So, Virginia Commonwealth, VCU, five straight tourney appearances at VCU. You know, this isn't like a huge program. Like this is Virginia Commonwealth. Like if you go to their gym, I mean, it's like a big high school gym. Like it's it's in a huge complex, don't get me wrong, but in terms of you know, how many you could seat and all that, I mean, it's not that much bigger than like a Clarkston or a Lake Orion. Uh He got the opportunity um, with some guys that, you know, not necessarily high on the recruiting, you know, not, no, not big recruits, not these top 10 guys. He got his guys and, um, you know, he has a final four with VCU and uh, he's won at least one game and two other NCAA attorneys. Like, this is VCU. Like, this is, you know, this is Virginia Commonwealth. Like, 
I keep saying it, but like it's the it's not this huge program. It's not this huge place. Um, he had this thing called Havoc. You know, does that gimmick work? Comes off a little bit of, of like what Brad Underwood is trying to do at Illinois. You can't come to the Big Ten and try to muck stuff up, jump in the passing lane, try to turn people over. The Big Ten doesn't turn the ball over. The good teams, they don't turn the ball over. They will eat you alive. You'll be playing four on three the whole game. The entire game. But this is what I like about Smart. This is what I like about him. He went to Texas, a football school, and um, what he did in the postseason, he's not very good down there. But I'm trying not to get fixated on that. Trying to get fixated on you know the way he recruited, um, and I think all he needs is a better support staff. Honestly, get him get him a better support staff, and uh, it could get scary real quick if you give that dude some ammunition on his bench. I, I mean, coaches, if if he gets a couple guys who are really in tune with what's going on, really in tune with this age of players, um, it can get real scary real fast. Why do I say that? Last four years, he has ranked, he was ranked number one in the Big 12 in recruiting in 2016. Number one in the Big 12 in recruiting in 2017. Number two in recruiting in the Big 12 in 2018. First again in the Big 12 in recruiting in 2019. This is in a conference with Kansas. You know, Kansas. You know, Oklahoma's right there. West Virginia's right there. Like, that is a good conference. Kansas State is right there. Nationally, 2016, number six nationally. 2017, number six nationally. 2018, number eight nationally. 2019, number 14 nationally. I should have went back and looked at the top 100 guys that they got. It is crazy. You put that type of talent in the Big Ten, and you have a good staff behind it? Scary. Scary. Give him a good staff at Michigan. Scary, scary, scary stuff. And I think that's 100% about the, the postseason success. I think his preparation is a bit off. So give that to a coach who's good with prep and let him run that. Easy. Done. Um, I don't mind Shaka Smart whatsoever. At first, people would say his name, and I'd be like, "Ugh!" But if you really look into it, he's he's really got one flaw, and he went to a football school and did not have the postseason success. He just needs a better staff around him, and uh, and if you recruit like that in the Big Ten, watch out, watch. Out.
All right, moving on. Laval Jordan and Pat Beeline, they're not ready yet. Uh, Would love them to be, just not ready yet. Uh, Laval has a lot to prove at Butler. He's had, you know, he's he, he, he had a down year. Had a down year at Milwaukee. Granted that his entire team left after the old coach left. But he has more to prove. And I, and I still want him to find himself. Same with Pat. Find yourself. Find yourself before you get into this opportunity. Um, no, be ready. Be ready for when you decide to make that jump. I just don't think that they're ready as of yet. Um, they, they may be great in the future. But right now... You know, continue to try to figure it out. Okay, continue, continue to try to figure it out, and you know, this job may be open for you in the next eight, nine years. Who knows? By that time, you've had a lot of time to groom yourself, train yourself, and really, um, really, uh, you know, be ready for that type of opportunity to uh, definitely seize your moment. Uh, Jawan Howard. Very similar boat. I put him in the same boat as Pat Beeline. Um, except he doesn't have any college coaching experience. It's just a it's just a totally different game. Totally different game. Now, if he had followed the steps of Penny Hardaway, if he did what Penny Hardaway did, I would be less red flag about it. I'll be like, you know what? Let's try it out. If you don't know what Penny Hardaway did, he went back to Memphis. He became a high school coach, and he started Team Penny for the EYBL circuit. So he's had his hands all over recruiting, and he's had his hands all over the city of Memphis. Memphis breeds a lot of basketball players. If Jawan decided to just do that in Detroit or just the Midwest, there's so much talent in this state. It's unreal, dude. There's so much talent in the Midwest, you know, Ohio, Indiana, Chicago. You know, if he had started his his you know own thing, went on the circuit, did his thing, and he understood how recruiting works and the effort you got to put into it, and knowing the right guys to bring on staff, not just your boys, not just your boys. I mean, I mean, look at what Pat Ewing did at Georgetown. Come on, come on, come on, just. No, no. Let's move on from that idea. Sounds really good, but you lay it all out, and no bueno. Uh, I've seen Ed Cooley, uh, never won the Big East. He's had one conference title since 07 or 06, and that was at Fairfield. Um, In eight years at Providence, he's won one NCAA game. Never finished higher than third in conference. Uh, next guy, Porter Mosier. <laughs> next guy, Greg Marshall. Uh, this is actually one of, uh, one of my favorite candidates too. Uh, I'll, you know, nine straight years finishing top two in the conference, 430 win seasons, um, with, you know, <laughs> you know, eight game stretch, losing nine games or less. He has at least one win in five of seven NCAA tournaments. This is at Wichita State, bro. Wichita State. And I said the same thing about Shaka with VCU. Like, these aren't these powerhouses. You know, they were trying to get it like Gonzaga. Unfortunately, they're in a part of the world where that's hard to 
to that's that's hard. There's more space out west. There's less good schools out there. There's less talent out west. So Gonzaga is just king. Hard to do that, at Wichita State. You're right there, and like you just got so much around you. Uh, hard to do that at VCU. You got so much around you. You got the national champs. You know, a couple hours away. You know, it's no, it's very, it's very, very hard. And I think he's ready to make that next step. Um, and he didn't recruit at a high level, just like just like Shaka. He they didn't recruit at a, at a high level when they were at these mid majors, doing very, very well. Um, doing well within their conference is one thing, but then having postseason success as well. You know, not these guys who win the conference every year and then in the NCAA tournament. You know, none of what they did was a shocker. None of what not that was not a pun. I know what y'all say, shockers. That was not a pun. But what VCU and what Wichita State did, it didn't shock anyone. Because they were were dominant all throughout the year. When the postseason came, they were one of the top teams that people say they are going to move on. There's a reason behind that. Um, Marshall didn't recruit at a high level, but but he found gems. Like Brad Stevens did at Butler. He found his guys. Fred Van Vliet is an NBA player. Are you kidding me? Man. Ooh, that dude's been built like a cheeseburger. And he made him into an NBA player. You know, they have, what, like three guys in the NBA? Uh, white guy with the shaggy hair. And then the, um, then Clay Anthony Early, I think his name is. Um, yeah, so... He had to go out and find find gems. He knows what it is to grind. These mid-major guys know how to grind. These mid-major guys who went to uh, these, you know, these, like, huge schools, they know how to grind. They know what it takes. Um, that's why I'm very, you know, Billy Donovan, um, I'm ter- in terms of being realistic here, Billy Donovan, Shaka Smart, Greg Marshall. You pick any of those those uh, three, I'm green flagging it. Let's go. Let's 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 do it. Let's do it. Let's see what your boy gonna do. I will be down. I will be one hundred percent okay with it. Those three. You hire Billy Donovan. You hire Greg Marshall. You hire Shaka Smart. I am okay. I am okay. Just got to make sure Shaka has the right guys around him. Shaka got to have the right guys around him. Do not bring that garbage staff that you had at Texas to Michigan if you get hired. You better get some dudes who know what the heck they're they're uh, talking about. Get you some dudes who will prep their tails off for you. Who will prep their tails off for you. All right. Let's go with the mail bags, mail baggies. All right, what are your thoughts on Gray? Uh, oh, Game of Thrones. Ooh, Game of Thrones, man. I love Game of Thrones, man. Ooh, I'm like I'm season four, episode seven or eight. I'm yeah, like seven or eight. Love it, man. Love it. I love the show. Tyrion Lannister is my dude. Love the Hound. Love uh I love Arya. I keep rooting for Jon Snow. 
Um, outside of that, I hope the White Walkers kill everyone. Uh, just say things that make me feel good. <laughs> I'll, I hope I did. Um, what do you think your five most liked tweets are? Five most liked? Um, like one popped off for like 140-something thousand. Uh, that's the one with Donovan Mitchell. Then the whole state of Utah came at me with their pictures of red rocks. Trash state. Uh, there's that one. There's the video I did on 80s basketball. Then after that, I, I got like, I got a lot with like one or two thousand. It's whatever. Uh, when are we going to fire Jim Harbaugh? Come on, man. Ev. When are we going to fire Jim Harbaugh? Because he ain't cutting it. We got to give my man. We got to give my man a couple years. Got to give him a couple years. Um, I think he has the opportunity to win um, the conference this year. I will be highly disappointed if he does not. Highly disappointed. Um, he came in with a lot of resources. Came in with a lot of resources. A lot of resources. Good recruiting. Didn't really miss a beat. Got to get it done this year. Beeline, he won the Big Ten in year five. Year five with no resources. If y'all saw when Beeline got there, we practiced on Chrysler. That place was a dump. A dump. Not a lot of resources. Five years later, won the Big Ten. Jim's got to get it done. Will you stop watching Michigan hoops once Shaka Smart is hired? <laughs> so that's, that's, that's actually funny. When I put him in my top three. Um, no, definitely not. Uh, give us a shady recruiting story. Ha! <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm 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 literally picturing the story. So without dropping names, without dropping schools, um School came in, talked to this one guy. This one guy, uh, this one guy uh, left after 30 minutes. Looks at me, goes, eh, check this out. Man, I saw the crispiest $100 bills I've ever seen in my life. Crispiest $100 bills. That's plural bills. I'm not going to tell you how many there were, but like they were fresh off the press. If you let me hold them, they were probably still warm. Um, who was the best hire for keeping all the current assistants? I don't think any of them. I don't think any of them. I, I think Beeline is going to take one or two of them. Uh, if they keep one, if they can, if if they can keep one, that will be great. If they can keep one. That will be great because we need someone who's gonna who's gonna have some familiarity with tradition in Michigan basketball. So it could mean I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, will you please off me if Shaka Smart is hired? I can't deal with that. 
I'm looking at his resume and don't get don't get fixated on the on the postseason success. Just be be worried only if he brings in his same staff that he had with him at Texas. Bring your best recruiter, keep someone from Michigan, and bring in the best assistant you possibly can. The best one you possibly can. Like an elite one. Like one that used to be a head coach maybe. <coughs> How long ago do you believe player new coach B was leaving? Um, it's a good question. So <coughs> with me, um, I... When the NBA draft rules came through, I'm not going to say I was scared, but I was very, not sure if anxious was the word, um, but I was really looking forward to how Beeline was going to attack it. Um, Didn't know that was going to be the result of him leaving, but if you look at all the signs leading up to it, not that surprised, dude. Not that surprised whatsoever. Um, the NBA draft rules are, you know, just take so much out of his hands, and that's the last thing that he wants. Then you're looking at the FBI stuff that went down. That's been going on for how long now? A year, a year and a half, and nothing has come to fruition? One guy's going to jail? What? Like, no punishment? In LSU, the AD gets fired. I mean, there's like what is going? Like, what are we? What are we doing here, man? I just don't think he liked where, uh, where college hoops was headed. Um, but I think players knew pretty much as soon as we all did. Which a lot of people are like, ah, that's not right, dude. In this day and age, I can you know dudes find out they're fired before. Someone tells them that they're that they're fired. Guys get traded. They'll be getting taped or getting treatment. And someone comes in and goes, hey, bro, t- turn to Channel 7. Channel 7, that dude's face just got traded to Arkansas. <laughs> just got traded to Egypt. <laughs> like, he has no, no control. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, I'm this day and age, you know nothing. And you're trying to beat Woj? You think that players are gonna you think that players are gonna find out before Woj tweets it? Woj knows who's gonna draft who two minutes before it happens. That's that's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Uh which Wolverine will have the most success in the NFL not named Gary or Bush? Uh I'm sure this question is about which twenty nineteen drafted Wolverine uh, will have the most success in the NFL, not named Gary or Bush. Um, I will say David Long. Uh, I say David Long because you are in a league that needs stoppers. This is a it's turning into a pass heavy league. You're going to need guys who are going to stop the pass. And if you are elite or you are pretty good at it, you will keep your job for a very very long time. 
How much of a decline will we see in recruiting with the loss of Beeline? I mean, Beeline, you know, he had good recruiting years. He had very average years. I mean, he wasn't like it wasn't like he was blown away top five every year. Um, if Sh- if Shaka Smart comes in, it's going to be real interesting. What happens? <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Six, six, eight, and fourteen at Texas. Guess who else is from Texas? Jalen Wilson. Guess who's committed to Michigan? Jalen Wilson. Guess who we need to stay committed to to Michigan? Jalen Wilson. Oh, man. Are you bummed? Eh, not really bummed. I'm more so I'm excited to watch Beeline next year. Beeline could go could last for two weeks and get fired. That And NBA is cruel, bro. He could last for two weeks and get fired, and they'll pay him for the rest of whatever. He lasts two weeks and get fired. He lasts for four years, never sniff a playoffs. Um, but I'm excited to watch him. I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see what plays he may bring back that, um, you know, just to counter NBA. And I want to see if he can get NBA guys to play hard for him because that's, that's what's going to separate you. Like the Clippers, they made the playoffs because they play hard for Doc Rivers. The Magic made the playoffs because they play really hard for their coach. That's what it is. Just play hard. If you can get guys to play hard, you're going to get beeline talent. Hey, who knows? He could get like a seven seed or eight seed. Who knows? Who freaking knows? Um, and on the flip side, I'm excited about Michigan. I'm excited... Just a breath of fresh air. Like, yeah, I'm going to miss Beeline, but at the same time, it's almost like going to a new school, you know, where the, where the new honey's at, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> where the new honey's at. Uh, next one. Why not Mark Few? Um, he's chilling in his castle with no stress whatsoever. Thoughts on Shaka? I gave him to you. Uh, thoughts on Beeline? Pretty much touched on everything. What's the best strategy to win today's in today's game? How would you build a program? Go after one or two high pro, profiles, one or two sleeper recruits per year, and pray they all stay for a couple few years. Best strategy to win in today's game: you either have to be, you have to either recruit like Duke does, get the first, second, third, and fourth best players in the country, or yes, you have to get you have to get one or two guys who are going to be there for three or four years. That are gonna just kick butt and work hard for you. Like you, you need a Muhammad Rahman every other recruiting cycle. That's what you need. You also need a guard that can get you buckets whenever, because it because that'll mask a lot of deficiencies within your ball club. Um, getting high profile guys is cool, but if they don't fit what you do, there's no point. So you have to go over the best guys who best fit you and best fit that conference. Not everyone can survive in Ann Arbor. You could be really, really freaking good, but Ann Arbor is a different monster. Like, can you really excel in this environment? This It's not for everybody. What's your podcast? You Can't Guard Me. Holla at me on Spotify, my guy. Absolute worst hire Michigan could possibly make. Porter Mosier. Don't bring him in or we're on the Diag rioting. Uh, who's the best hooper you played against that nobody's heard of? Include full story, obviously. Um, huh. Y'all, that is a good question. Best hooper you played against that nobody's heard of? 
Man. Y'all have heard of all these dudes. Ooh! Oh, okay. I got you. Not sure if I told you this story before, but um, I am, this is my, this is my, where am I? This is like October scrimmage. I'm a freshman playing on JV. Um, it's an October scrimmage versus National Christian Academy. Um, or was it varsity? I think it was JV. So we're warming up, right? Everyone knows who I am in the gym because it's your boys, Aunt Wright, in the gym. Lace them up. Come get some. Everyone knows who I am. So I'm in there doing little whatever windmills, little behind the back, eh, shoot from 40, eh, don't even look at it, buckets. So we're about to tip. We're about to tip. Um, I'm uh, six, I'm about six, four and a half at this time. Uh, wing. Uh, my center is about six ten. My power forward six seven. His name is Dave Neal. He played at Maryland. Our center is six nine, six ten. He played at St. Joe's. Um, so. You know what you do before you uh, tip, right? It's not a it's not a real game, so we don't have like a scouting report. So the other team comes out. I'm like, ooh, I got him, laughing, right? I'm like, I got him. This is dude. He's like six feet, probably three hundred pounds, three hundred fifty pounds. I'm like, I got him, and. Uh, he fried me. Three straight possessions. Like, he'll get the ball eh, 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 to the rack, tap boards, eh, eh, step back, three-pointer from 25, eh, 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 floater in the lane. I'm like, yo, switch. We got to switch. <laughs> we got to switch, bro. We got to switch. So, after the game, I'm heated. I'm, I hit up uh, Ty Lawson. I'm like, dude. Who is this 6'1", 300-pound dude at na- before I even finished Natural Christian? He goes, ha, that's Fat Cat. I'm like, what are you talking about, Fat Cat? He was like, yo, that dude got terrible grades, but he be, <laughs> he, he, he like hustles people. Um, he hustles people um, in the neighborhood, one-on-one, hustles them, like, 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 you know, runs up and down on the side, breathing all hard and stuff. And then he's talking junk and the guy goes 1v1. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it for money, whatever. Money. And then he just fries him and he gets paid and goes home. And goes to a different neighborhood the next day. Uh, so, yeah, Fat Cat. I, I don't even know his real name. But his street name was Fat Cat. So, he destroyed me. Um... Do you find it a bit odd that Beeline didn't mention it to Wilson or Vajima and they had to find out like we did? No. No, it's 2019. 2019, it happens. Isabella said no to Cleveland in the NBA for, for 10 years. Why is this hire good for Beeline and not Tom? Um, Everyone's different. Everyone has different aspirations. Uh, I think Izzo is a state lifer. 
He's from Iron Mountain. I mean, this is this is this is him, you know. Beeline, he's not from here. He's from the Northeast. He's bounced around everywhere. He's spent up to five years everywhere except Michigan for 12 years. That's how you know he loves Michigan. Because he's he spent so much time here. I knew eventually he would move on to something else, just didn't know when. Uh, but he's stayed somewhere for up to five, six years, moved on. Five, six years, did well, moved on. Five, six years, did well, moved on. Came to Michigan five, six years. Nope, not done here yet. He loved Michigan. And he almost got stuck. Almost got stuck. But he saw an opportunity and he seized it. Uh, given the players they have and assuming they com- they keep commits, what's coach style uh, fits the team best? Uh, I think they're pretty versatile in what they can do. You have a Swiss Army knife as a point guard. You can pretty much ask him to do anything you want. Um, he has to work on his jumper off the bounce, especially. But, you know, Teske's a good big guy. You have Livers coming in at the four. He's your prototypical four. I hope he handles the ball a lot more. He could do a lot what Draymond does, except Livers has a much better shot. Um, especially if Dr- if Livers wants to get to the to the uh, NBA, he has to show that and a little bit more toughness too. Um but they have really good players that could complement any type of basketball that you need. So that's not not really a big deal. Uh, yeah, personal experience with what the guys on this team are going through right now. Culture change during your career. What is that like? Were you following the rumors? What was your reaction in the locker room when JB was hired? Um, it feels like everything comes at like a standstill because you don't know what's going on next. So... What we try to do is we try to really, we try to really, um, uh, you know, stick to our schedules. You know, we would play pick, pick up, we would lift, play pick up, and we would lift. Um, and do we were we following rumors? Of course. What do you mean? Of course we were following rumors. We thought it was going to be Tubby Smith or Dude Lowry from Illinois State. Um, we thought it was going to be either one. And then they came out there or they were like, it's going to be John Beeline. We have a meeting. We're like, who is John Beeline? And uh, sure enough, he came in, um, said who he was, and he was excited. And we had a workout filled with layups for an hour. <laughs> layups. Division One basketball. High major. We did layups for a whole hour. Wrong foot. Wrong leg. Wrong wrong hand, all that stuff. Super weird. Um, He gave us DVDs of West Virginia and how those games were and how they played, and he wanted us to play the same exact way. Um, So, yeah, it was uh, was pretty interesting. It was pretty interesting. What is a player's thought process in the midst of a coaching transition? I think I just answered that. Just kind of, you know, you got to, you know, keep your routine. You can't just fall off the face of the earth and just disappear. Because um, the assistant coaches are still there in some regard. Um, like Mike Jackson, he was he was there with us for the longest time. And he was there and, you know, everyone everyone was there. Everyone was was, you know, right there until they were relieved of their duties as well. Um... If they can't get Donovan or Stevens, who would you like Michigan to hire as this next battle coach? Who was the best fit? 
Told you, there's three. Billy, Billy Donovan is one. Shaka Smart, two. Uh, Greg Marshall's three. I wouldn't mind Mike White either, but I think those are my top three. Um, based on what they can bring. But, but like I said, Shaka Smart, he's just got to get the right guys around him, and I think he can be a force. Um, who was your best comp for Matthews, Iggy, and Poole? Roberson, Ingles, and maybe like a poor man, CJ McCollum? I mean, you pretty much answered it yourself. Those are really good comps. Your best financial advice for dummies? Um, save as much as you can as early as you can. Don't wait. Uh, if you wait today, you'll never be able to get that back. So even if it's just a few dollars, just do it just to get used to it. Save as much as you can as early as you can. Uh, what players do you think we're in jeopardy of seriously losing now that Beeline is gone with the wind? Um, depends on who they bring in. Can't bring in Porter Mosier because then the whole wheels will fall off. Uh, different from who you think should coach Michigan, although it could be the same answer. If you could play for any of the coaches on Michigan's radar, who would it be? Honestly, I mean, he's he's not on the radar, but it would probably be uh, Brad Stevens, just by the way he approaches the game and allows his guys to hoop. Um, doesn't have his hands on him, doesn't micromanage as much. He just wants his guys as calm and as comfortable as possible. Will LeVar Ball take this team to the championship next year? LeVar Ball's so good, he would take the team to the championship this past year still. Already. It already happened, but it doesn't even matter because he's going to speak into existence. Uh, Thoughts on Billy Donovan? Any word on Zeb Jackson's commitment? Uh, As far as I know, I mean, if you're a recruit, you're you're up in the air and you're you're listening with both ears on on what's going on. Uh, Billy Donovan is a great coach. I think he's going to be a little bit far-fetched. Um, but if he's interested, you know, you pretty much offer him, uh, if not Billy, you know, you want to go the, I mean, I honestly, like, like I don't mind Shaka. You, he just, he just needs the right, the right staff around him. Um, yeah. And if you're a, a recruit, you're just, you're just sitting and waiting to see what Michigan does. Uh, football. Which other wide receivers will have the best season? Ooh. People Jones is hurt, right? I think I want I, I want to say Nico Collins, but that's that's a little too too easy. It's a little it's a little a little too easy. Um, I think it'll be Nico. Um, but if if I were to go, um, like new guy to impact, it'll be the Sarantzo dude. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, what do you think of the rumors that Shaka Smart is leader in the clubhouse for the job? Don't mind it. Can we hold on to current recruits? Kind of strange franchises on campus with no head coach. That is pretty weird. Never heard of that. Um, but what are you gonna do? Cancel a a flight from Germany to Michigan. I mean, come on. Uh, free vacation, I guess. Can we hold on to him? Most definitely. Uh, I believe Jalen Wilson was quoted saying that uh, it can't be someone random and that he is he is paying very close close attention to who they're hiring in. Um, 
Do you think Michigan will turn into Minnesota? Essentially a bubble team every year. I don't think so. Um, you got to get the right guy in here, though. Um, got to get the right guy in here. Got to get the right guy. Next year is going to be kind of up in the air, but then that second year, you'll be able to get some guys in, maybe some guys transfer in from a different different school, maybe some recruits flip, who knows. Um, but Minnesota, I, I hope not. I really hope not. Who is the next basketball coach in your opinion? It's really hard to say, man. Um, like I said, I I wouldn't mind Billy Donovan, Shaka, or Greg Marshall. It all comes down to what you know. What is going through Ward Manuel's mind right now? Uh, yeah, and that is that is it. So. Thanks again for listening in, you guys. If you have any type of, if you have any type of, um, any any type of feedback, let me know. Uh, if you have any type of ideas that you want me to do, uh, please talk to me and communicate that, and we'll kind of go from there. Um, that's about it. Holla at your boy. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.